Hey friend, it's Forrest, your favorite librarian. Thanks for joining me. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 16 of your favorite librarian, the podcast. This week's episode, Lost in Nature, is inspired by the Instagram account, The Black Park Ranger Experience. And the book that I believe will best support any reader is none other than The Passport to Your National Parks. Now, you're able to stamp your way through an entire national park system with this newest addition to the passport to your national parks. It's a line of products that was created by National Park Service Rangers in 1947. Now the Easton National, which is the provider and publisher for this beautiful book, is a great way for you to explore but also document your experiences. Whether you're at a national park or state park, this is a great way for you to preserve each memory. And there are some parks that I want to share with you that I have experienced where I've met some of the most wonderful black park rangers and it really impressed a memory but a moment in my life. So first I want to share with you my time when I was a graduate student and I was living in Alabama. I attended the University of Alabama for grad after I attended Fort the Fort Valley State University down in Georgia near Macon, Georgia. And when I was in Alabama, I really, I really submerged myself in nature. It was during a time where I was struggling to find balance. I was struggling to find peace in my life. I was in a new environment. I was mostly in a PWI, predominantly white institution. You know, previously I spent four years in a, at a historically black college and I enjoyed every moment of it. And so transitioning to a different state, a different environment culturally, regionally, or not regionally, but in a different state, it really threw me off. And so that's where I discovered the magic of National Park Services. And it wasn't until I purchased my book, Passport to Your National Parks, at Tuskegee, or excuse me, at, in Tuskegee, Alabama. And there... In 2016, I went to the National Park Centennial Celebration for the Tuskegee Airmen. It was one of the greatest moments, but also seeing someone, oh, and it makes me so emotional. Seeing someone that looks like me in a place that you just don't expect to see yourself, it, it resonates and it touches you. You know, I'll never forget seeing for the first time a black park ranger. And I was in Tuskegee and I just thought, oh, wow. And at the time I was pursuing my degree in library science, my master's degree, and I had always seen a small percentage of black librarians, people of color librarians, Asian, Hispanic, Latina, biracial. And so I knew that it was possible. But seeing a black park ranger that had almost 10, 20 years under their belt, that really change my life it made me see and it made me think wow there's someone on the other side that not only looks like me thinks like me but cares for someone like me and that meant so much to me so I continued to visit the Tuskegee Airmen there are two locations on the campus of Tuskegee University but also the Tuskegee Airmen um site where you're able to see where some of the greatest airmen and engineers have truly developed their talent, their skill, but also have contributed to the field of engineering, STEAM, and science. 
And so there I was able to see, okay, not only am I among some of the worlds, but the nations first, but these are catalysts for change that are still influencing and shaping history today. And so I had I had a the bug. I had the adventure bug. Once I went to the Tuskegee once I went to the Tuskegee Airmen National Historical Site, both on the campus of Tuskegee University and also the Airmen site, I, I realized, okay, now I need to go revisit some of the major cities I've lived in and explore those national parks. So I did. I previously lived in Macon, Georgia, where I um which is the area of my undergraduate school fort valley state university fort valley state university is located in fort valley georgia but macon georgia is about mm, 10 miles north at most and it has one of the largest most beautiful native american sites the ukmuggy national monument and one of their slogans is that all things are connected and i luckily was able to attend their 150th anniversary now, this was their 150th anniversary of the Civil War, and it was in November. But I still enjoyed the Ukmuggee National Monument. You know, this is an area of different mounds that celebrate the not only Mississippian, the Mississippian area, but all areas eras that have affected the Native American and indigenous community of Middle Georgia, from the Creek to the Cherokee tribes. Excuse me. And... At this site, I was able to experience so much and learn so much about not only specific cultures in my community, like the Native American and the first people of the community, but also how they lived, how they cultivated their culture, how they preserved such. And it further inspired me to explore. So from living in Alabama and going back to the major cities that I had previously lived in or loved and exploring the national parks there, I was able to see how I really previously snubbed myself of adventure and exploring because I didn't really see what all was in front of me or around me. You know, national parks are one of the best ways. It's almost like nature's library. It shows you what came before you and what can be after you. It also charges you to be more proactive with limiting your carbon footprint understanding what your carbon footprint is, what waste is, how to properly dispose of waste, how to recycle certain things that you would dispose of that still have some usage, most some utility. And you know, one thing that I recently started engaging because I'm not going to lie. Sorry, that's my alarm um, to tell me to be prepared for work. But you know, I'm not going to lie. When I'm at a national park, I like to explore on my own and sometimes that snubs the importance of a, of a national park. So if you're like me, which I am starting to engage, I am now taking not only self-guided tours, but guided tours with the docents and park rangers that are available because it provides you a different perspective. You know, I have toured the Ukbungie National Monument in Macon, Georgia, probably a hundred times since I've graduated from Fort Valley State, since returning from my graduate time, obtaining my library degree, and even now since living in Atlanta. I go back constantly and constantly. But when I have a guided tour, 
those nuggets of information that I do not know unbeknownst to my exposure to some narratives, exposure to some histories is immeasurable. When I'm not going to lie, when I arrive, and I know this sounds so crazy, when I arrive to some of the same national parks, whether it's the Okefenokee um, Swamp Park or the Okmungi National Monument, or I'm at Tuskegee Airmen um, Historical Site, or if I'm at Arabia Mountain, which we'll get into, which is near the Stonecrest, Georgia area, I feel so excited to meet the park rangers. That's the first thing I do. I explore the center, the national centers, the nature centers, the park ranger center. I explore them. I spend at least an hour in there. I get to know the park ranger. What's your name? How long you been? Oh, okay. What's your What's your favorite trail? Oh, really? What's the longest trail that's most scenic? Which one has a, the less, you know, I, I get into it with them. Not, you know, combatively, but I get into it with them like, hey, what's the best this? What's the best? Where should I look for? Can I take photos? Where can I see the most bird life? Where can I see the most plant? Da, 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 da. I'm looking for fern and blue and flowering bloom plants. I'm not looking for most annuals or sun, you know, that sort of thing. And park rangers just guide you along. It's almost as if park rangers, librarians, museum curators, uh, museum registrars are all a part of the same family. We're just different distinctions. So you have librarians, which are like the crazy aunts that love to do art projects with you. And then you have the park rangers, a part of the family. And park rangers, if they were to be considered like a family member, they're like the cool uncle that's really young. That's like the youngest in the family. He's like 30 something and you're like 16. And he's like, hey, let's go out in nature and like, you know, just explore. You know, it's like that. And then you've got like the last of the family, you know, the curators, which are like the cool rich aunties, you know, like the cool rich uncles that are like Rico Suave wearing Fenty, wearing the newest Prada and wants to take you on like these like cool foodie trips and meet these cool artists. You know, it all is connected similar to what is mentioned and the slogan of the Okamungi National Monument, all things are connected. And that's what I believe the National Park Services is. It's an extension of not only the library system, either public, private, or independent. It's an extension of museum studies because you're getting that visual education, that historical education. But yet you're guided by a professional a national park ranger. And you know, park rangers do not receive the flowers and the credit that they that they deserve. Like I said before, before I start my journey exploring any national park, state park, or historical or nature center, I get to know the park rangers. I get to know the the preservist. I get to know the nature enthusiast. I get to know them. Because I try to see what's next. What else in this era can I explore to really gain an understanding for the culture, the community, and the history here? So that way I can also come back and continue to preserve the nature, the animals, the lives. You know, when we say all lives matter, black lives matter, Asian lives matter, also understand that those include all professions, all intersections, all identities. And so when we think about all those that like to explore, those that like to walk in nature barefoot, those people aren't just white or Hispanic or Latina or Asian. These people are also black. They are from the black community. We contribute from the black experience and we're also part of the dysphoria. So 
remember that. And so not only will you see in the photos that I'll post with this week's episode, Lost in Nature, but I've explored not only the Akmagi, Tuskegee Monument, Tuskegee Airmen National Historical Site, but also Arabia Mountain. Now, Arabia Mountain, as I mentioned, is in the Stonecrest area. It's um, in the western area on the west side of Atlanta. And Arabia Mountain, similar to Panola Mountain, P-A-N-O-L-A, are beautiful mountains in the Atlanta area that I like to explore. Now, I do not like, now keep in mind, I do not, keyword, not, I do not like to explore Stone Mountain. The racial history, the kind of organizing that was done on that mountain to solely break and delay the progression of all people of color is so strong that I believe that when you explore the energy, when you explore the environment of Stone Mountain, the racial energy is so strong there from what previously was that it's hard to enjoy your experience there. You know, from a kid, I have seen photos. I have heard stories of domestic terrorist organizations known as the Ku Klux Klan and other racial groups that have organized, fellowshipped, and cultivated on Stone Mountain. I've seen photos of members of the Ku Klux Klan at the top with burning crosses. So for me as a black woman that is reparenting the inner child, her black girl, I don't feel safe there. I don't feel seen and heard there. And it's not my job or responsibility to make anyone else feel comfortable in that space, in that environment or going into it when that work needs to be done from those that organize and add it to that kind of racial tension and that the progress or any contributions for Providing safety and assurance should not solely or initially come from the black community or the black experience. And that's what I'll leave there simply because a lot of people, when they come to Atlanta and they explore national parks, the first place they want to go to is Stone Mountain. And I encourage you to explore other areas like Arabia Mountain, Panola Mountain. Yes, there is also Kennesaw State Park. But keep in mind the racial history. It is one of the sites for the Civil War. Also, it is south of the Trail of Tears. So keep in mind when you explore national parks of Atlanta or of the metropolitan Atlanta area that some parks have a wealth of racial history and have contributed to white fear, white fragility, white insecurity. And that's something I don't want to be a part of. That when I go to a park, ooh, and it makes me emotional. When I go to a national park, similar to my first experience, meeting a black park ranger, there's something sacred when you see someone that looks like you. There's some there's something special when you know someone has your when someone has the best intentions for your care for your experience, for your discovery, that means a lot. And as a librarian, I look for that and I I try to share that experience. So families, so children, so educators, so classrooms, so other solicit professionals, 
library and information science professionals have that same insight and know that there is a place, an area, and also a book for you. The Passport to Your National Parks is a great way to preserve but document these experiences, to share them. And, you know, one thing that I did with my mom is that before this year, we went to the Okefenokee Swamp Park. We went in September and they stamped my book. And this was a great experience because I toured this park with my mom. Now, I grew up going to Okefenokee Swamp Park and the the Laura Walker Park, which is also located in Waycross, Georgia. I had so much fun with my mom. You know, Okefenokee Swamp Park is also known for its iconic animated cartoon, Pogo, which is also a possum. (laughs) And I have almost gotten Pogo tatted on me because Pogo is the iconic, he is the mascot for the Okefenokee um, Swamp Park. But also the Okefenokee Swamp Park is a national wildlife refuge and it's also the Okefenokee wilderness so not only are you able to camp there but explore different wildlife and back in 2011 and mostly before that there was a large fire that happened in the Okefenokee swamp that ignited over thousands of acres to burn almost a third of the park was permanently damaged in this fire. I was affected by this fire as I was a high school student during this time. I remember certain elementary schools in our high school were covered in certain black smog, smog and smog. It was like the debris because the fire was so close to our homes and communities. I remember some of our our families and friends had to evacuate from certain areas they lived in because the fire was just so unmanageable. I remember firefighters and different wildlife providers and protectors and different national park rangers were just flooding in from multiple states. I mean, as far as Texas coming all the way into ours, and it makes me emotional, coming into our small town of Waycross and just helping because they understood the importance of this national park. This over, again, keep in mind the Okefenokee State Park is over 432,000 acres of just wetland, of just beautiful swampland. It has some of the most beautiful vegetation, some of the most beautiful wildlife and reptiles. And to see thousands of people just come all around to help, to preserve, to protect, to maintain. It showed me the importance of nature, the importance of some of the world's greatest gifts in the world. Wildlife, animal life, but also the wards that protected National Park Rangers. And so when I was able to tour the Okefenokee Swamp Park with my mom, Years after the fire, years after so much has been done to protect and save this area, it was almost like a full circle moment for me. And I had the pleasure to explore with my mom, who I love. My mom and my dad are one of my best friends. And, you know, that leads me into my experience recently with my father. My dad is a carpenter. But my father 
I believe his spirit animal is a beaver. And let me explain why. There is a Cypress Creek on the left-hand side going towards my home. And this Cypress Creek is known to have one of the largest dams. And when I say largest dam, it is it is over a 20-foot long beaver dam that is built by a community of beavers that my father is so proud of. And each and every time he drives past it, he reminds us and calls us and lets us know that beavers are nature's best carpenters. And one day when I was home visiting my parents who live in Southeast Georgia, my dad took me to see this dam, which is near the Okefenokee Swamp Park. Um, The dam again is located in the Cypress Creek. And to see and to hear this dam, it looked First of all, as you walk closer to it, it sounds like a waterfall. And as my father and I got close, it was almost as if I had a one-on-one, a private guided tour with a park ranger. You know, my dad is not a park ranger, but he has always been my unofficial one when I tour national parks or go anywhere with him or if you do anything as a family. And to see his, his love for nature and how that is carried on into me it really it's something special and you know beavers are America's largest rodents so to see my dad make something so trivial something so superficial so special you know my my dad believes that beavers are God's carpenters and that they they show not only symmetry because when we looked at the dam, each piece of wood was symmetrically the same. You know, he said, look at this. This is this is genius. You won't see this kind of craftsmanship anywhere. And then the beavers, you can't see them because they're living within the dam in these dry pockets. And so just exploring nature is one of my ways of not only giving myself time to be at peace, but to explore culture on my own, on my own time. And that's what I've done. You know, I've, I've toured just about every national park in the Atlanta area, but now I am on to specific nature centers. And so the Chattanooga Nature Center, which has been open for over 40 years, was founded by local citizen activists in 1970. It's located in Roswell. And in the metropolitan area, there's no better place that offers a community the ability to connect with activities and experience the the nature the natural world from land wildlife plants passion from the educators but also the knowledge that is shared and you know when I toured the Chattanooga Nature Center this unique place allowed me to see butterflies owls so many different things and I encourage you to also do so and remember not only can you tour national parks nature centers you can also become a volunteer or also a contributor financially or through your time so even if you don't get to explore specific nature parks national parks that you want to you can also support them in any way that best aligns with your strengths you know Again, I really encourage you all to definitely purchase your own passport to your national parks. You can do so online or at any local or your nearest national park to you. Be sure to let them know one of your favorite librarians sent you, as well as be sure to share and document online as well the places you explore. Until next time, I've enjoyed you all. 
and continue reading. As always, this has been wonderful and fun. Remember, friend, you are not alone. There is something for you. Continue to read. And if you need more black or queer literature, check out my website, favoritelibrarian.com, or my Instagram, favoritelibrarian. Until next time. Thank you.